And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well, here we go. Here we are. Welcome to the 100 Watts and a Wire podcast. My name is Christian. My call sign's Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Oh, what was that? I just had an idea or something happened. (laughs) Episode 355, Scotty's here, Sidecar Steve is here, and um, our listeners are always welcome to join us for the live stream on YouTube, and that way you can engage with us uh, within the chat. You can actually direct. I was just saying to Steve, you know, they can actually direct which direction we go because, you mm-hmm. know, the topics that come up, if you have questions, put a cue in front of it, drop it in the chat. So this is your show. It's a, you know, it's a show about amateur radio and for the amateur radio operator. Now, some of you may be saying, see, child, why do you sound like uh, this? <laughs> so uh, I, I will say that uh, always this has been a documentary style podcast. It kind of follows along the journey. And after it got through my journey, we picked up new people to follow, and we've grown and grown. But anyway, we're documenting time. And uh, so in short, on Thursday, I tested positive. And I've been dealing with the symptoms for the last three days. Oh, the fever, the headache. It's a lot different. That's all I can say. It's a lot different. It's gone through the whole house, my wife, the kids, and finally me. And this actually helps. There's waves where it uh, it's really bad and I'm down and I got to rest. And, uh, but this, this kind of being with the brothers and the girls, Hey, now, yo, how you doing? The voice gets better when I'm sick. It'll get really better. Some, oh, yeah, a couple of days from now, white. it'll be very white. We're so, still wah wah pen. Hey, you took all the covers, girl. So, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> start bringing up grievances of the love making. Why'd you got to do that? What is what kind of toenail is that? Oh, girl. <laughs> so I'm trying to stay in good spirits, stay with uh, my brothers to keep the focus. Uh, taking talking about focus though. Um, I had very focus little yesterday. It was so awful. I would I was reading as I do in the morning. I like to read uh, the wires and in the news, and that's I couldn't get past our first few lines. I just couldn't stay focused enough. So anyway, without going in deep, deep detail here, I'm, I'm choosing to uh, show a different side. This is a, more of something you'd see on a Sunday night uh, net. Just didn't want uh, anything in my face particular uh, today. So, oh, already, <laughs> already. Oh. Right out of the gates. Well, wow. it's probably a, a good a time as any <laughs> to let you know that the Sorry Sherry uh, line is now in the 100 watts and wire uh, merch the shop the sorry sherry if you're into that go to 100 watts and wire now.com and check out the sorry sherry there's a sweatshirt there's uh t-shirts yes ricardo the brain uh fog and, and like that that's like the last thing i need you know what i mean like some long lasting brain fog but check out your um sorry sherry uh, merchandise now limited run patrick and i thought maybe just a month and we'll see how it goes but it, it's kind of a cute it's kind of a cute thing and apparently um steve got the word that she fired somebody i don't know oh oh is your makeup artist right that's another thing that's, i can't i can't know, do the uh the front cameras now because of the, mm-hmm. the makeup 
I need yep. pancake is what they call it. What are you gonna do? Anyway, uh, <laughs> cheers to everybody. Thanks for coming by. We appreciate you. It's called pancake, especially on the on the bald guys. Um, that's what they call that. Some things we have scheduled to talk about today. We'll see how far we can go uh, with all that sort of stuff. And I know I owe a weekly newsletter. Anybody who has a 100 watt ID gets a weekly like reader. And I just let you know where we are, what we're going to be doing this weekend, that sort of stuff. And I was just down for the count. So I, I, I couldn't read a sentence, let alone write a sentence. It would have been the worst weekly reader of them all. Um, so I know that. some interesting babble. And, and... Oh, yeah. It, it's crazy. The resilience of my children, though, is really impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mom is a strong woman, you know, professional ballet dancer her whole life and just strong physically takes care of herself mentally and all this laid out. You know, she weighs about a buck five. And so anytime she gets sick, it's he's out. And then, you know, I'm watching my kids who are dealing with it, and they're so resilient that all this is going on, but they're still pushing through with what they do and with how they play. And, and you know, just the strength of the children, I think, is uh, interesting. And then the old man turns up, and I'm just like, well, damn. You crumple. You just, yeah, you I, just wither away, just crumple down. I slept in this chair like... <clears throat> You know, I, I'd get up and I would wake up five in the morning. Like, this is kind of normal. Five in the morning. <clears throat> and by like six, out. Just fell out here. I'm like, out again. And so the kind of waves that come through. So anyway, I mean, I, I'm certainly not unique, but I can say that Steve and I were following this thing uh, back in December of 19. I mean, the whole bit about Johns Hopkins you know, looking at the studies and how they build, and oh my goodness, hundreds, thousands, whatever we were watching. And then it came and kind of crashed. And uh, so it was, you know, we were running from it for 27 good old months. And uh, next thing you know, hiding and all this, there it is. So it's not unique. It's just something I'm dealing with. So I appreciate your patience, but moreover, I appreciate you being here. And this sort of helps my... Oh, no, helps keep me focused a little bit at least and gives me something to look forward to. So I didn't want to cancel on you. But anyway, Steve, what's going on with you? You talk for a bit. Scotty's here as well. We'll figure out how the week went. It looked like, according to the Discord, there were some real MF and days going through uh, the team here, like just struggles, not this kind of struggle, but uh, work-related struggle. Saw a picture you posted. I was like, oh, no, tell us about your... <laughs> Your week, Steve. Oh, well, I had uh, three days of training, so uh, I got to sit here in the shack for uh, a couple of three days uh, doing some virtual online training on some uh, on some equipment, Nokia equipment, so doing MPLS training. And uh, so it was, it was, it's good that I do it here because then I'm away from the rest of the family. And, uh, but then on the other hand, it's bad because I want to turn on the radio and see what's going on in the band. And, and I kept it off and, uh, lo and behold, it was probably a good thing because the bands were hopping. And then, uh, the last couple of days it went, uh, it went to poop and, uh, then back to work on Thursday and Friday. So Thursday went up to, and that's where the picture was up to one of our, uh, mountaintops uh, up at about 4,000 feet, and uh, it was just a muddy, 
mess getting up to the site and then it's uh happens to be an outdoor cabinet so guys said no you know you know what it's like working outdoors and uh and it decided to start snowing it's like really <laughs> so uh yeah and then you know card failures and out of the box the usual the usual stuff that uh that comes along and but uh kind of looking forward to the weekend here then now it's raining so uh so we'll have a little rain today, and then tomorrow should be uh, pretty nice, and then back to rain again on Monday. So I'll the get picture a little, you uh, sent, time outside. you sent it to me on a text. I was like, "What's this from December?" You know. So I quickly, I didn't know. You know, I saw the snow, and his truck was all muddy. I'm like, "Hey, he must have just fat fingered me a text from some other time." So I sent him back a dick pic. I don't know. I'm just going to say it was like, <laughs> I just figured like, hey, he's messing with me. I'll just, I got, uh, I got the thing. Uh, so here's a picture yeah, for you, Steve. Turns out it was a real thing. And uh, the real so, deal. Was, so was mine. Uh, but it's, it was, uh, <laughs> so sorry. Oh, don't make I me laugh. Y'all. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, what the hell? <clears throat> like, you ever see a Polish one? We don't get to share our stuff among the brothers enough, I guess. <laughs> It's the virus, y'all. It's, I can't help it. The things that are coming out right now are not uh, right. But uh, join the Discord if you haven't. It's a good active place in between the shows where you can, you know, keep up with us and let us know what, what's going on. Scotty, what about you, man? I, I noticed an absence. You can kind of feel it in the um, the social media channels when, uh, uh, when somebody has definitely... Uh, you know, they're not there. They haven't given their uh, reports on the weather or... or commented what what was headed your way this week scotty yeah i haven't uh been on the discord much this week um just uh just a lot of a lot of plates in the air of uh i picked up a little part-time part-time job at the local hardware store and uh that's uh turned out to be a, a bit more than i thought it was going to be and uh thursday i was uh helping out um with some deliveries of some assembling some grills for some customers and then we were I got thrown in the delivery van, and uh, me and uh, uh, my friend Tim at work, my new my new work buddy, we were 13 hours on the on the road all around Howard County, Maryland, delivering mm. wow. grills all day. Grills, um, mm. yeah, bar- barbecue grills, getting ready for the spring. Um, and then um, some of you guys uh, uh, here behind the scenes know that uh, my mom's been. Uh, been having some problems and so last night uh, uh she took a spill and uh i was out at my she lives with my brother and i was out there um helping helping make sure she was okay get her get her back up and got rolled home about uh you know quarter to one thirty, quarter to two in the morning this morning and and i was like all right i gotta get to in the sack and get a couple hours and get back on to the uh to get back on the show here this morning so yeah, all my my uh, run of show updates have been all last minute or being performed at three o'clock in the morning in between all the chaos going on. So, well, good times. Appreciate, appreciate everybody being here and and through all of what goes on. For me, it's I don't know how it is for you. It could be a giant pain. You know, in contract time is when I hear how much of a pain it is for Steve. I haven't uh, had to hear about that yet, <laughs> but usually it's a place when we get like. Uh, the show and then the Sunday evening net, it's it's a place to kind of gather with your friends in the community, and it's a cool way to start off. For me, it's kind of, it's a, like a therapy, if you will. So, you know, speaking of some of the work that Scotty does, he always lets me know what's going on this week in radio. Check this one out, May 6th, and we might have to get a, a little research here. 
not to say this is wrong by any stretch, 1936, May 6th, WLS reporter Herb Morrison. You know old Herb. Well, if you don't recognize the name, he's the one who described the Hindenburg disaster in Lakehurst, New Jersey. And I remember studying, um, just broadcasting. Do you know old Herb? I believe we might have to look this up. Somebody in the in the chat or one of our listeners will have to let me know. But I believe Herb was fired because he showed emotion on the air. That's the one. Tell me if I'm in the fog or not. But that's the all oh, the humanity, the humanity, the and he showed this um, feeling. And he, Sadness and, emotions, and yes. sorrow and, and emotions, and they fired him because of it. Uh, that was back in 1937. Oh, the humanity uh, of that one. So that's a, that's a historic piece of audio. And imagine that. Imagine getting fired for showing uh, some emotion about watching this incredible Zeppelin burst into flames, knowing that everyone on board would not make it. Or yeah, at least reading up a that. little bit. He uh, it, he was so traumatized, but he actually dropped out of being a, a radio broadcaster. Um, <clears> never <throat> really got back into radio after he got cut, and uh, he never never kind of got back into it after that whole event. That's a that's wow. a shame. I would too. I mean, it, well, I mean, I don't know. I can't say that, but th- the fact that he was fired for showing any emotion during yeah. an, 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 such an emergency situation and a broadcast—I mean, it was human nature. But that happened May 6, 1937. Steve, do you know anything more about that? I didn't want to move on unless you, unless you were ready. No, I, I just remember it and you know seeing videos and then hearing the audio from him. I didn't realize that he got fired because of uh, all the humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pathetic, really. Uh, but, you know, back in those days, in the 1930s, who, who knows what men were, you know, what was passable. On the air, I guess he was supposed to say certain things. But I think about Walter Cronkite, you know, when, when he let us know that John F. Kennedy had died. With a quiver in his voice, and this was America's authority. There has been, I, have, I would say, I don't know any other person since Walter Cronkite that had the authority in that seat to speak to America with uh, straight truth as we would say i didn't i didn't know him of that time it was before my time a little bit but uh when he announced that Jen, uh, john f kennedy was killed there was it was definitive it was emotional it was heavy and you could feel that in the broadcast and thank goodness it's changed now everything is what what's the right word salacious or salacious or whatever everything if it bleeds it leads that's what they taught with me in broadcasting school and it sucked uh, anyway, I'm now getting on a rant. I work for a guy, the, my Maryland brothers would know, Scotty would know, the dean, Vince Bagley, right? So I, I interned with Vince uh, for two years, and Jerry Sandusky, but more with um, Vince Bagley, who recently passed away. Great guy. Uh, he didn't do scripts. He held uh, little cards, and it made the producers crazy because he would just read these cards. And he didn't have the scripts. But anyway, I would practice writing his scripts because I needed something to do, but he didn't use them. So it was really no pressure on me. It was like, it was fun. Anyway, he would get so mad when the top of the news would start and we'd be sitting there 
and and he was considered semi-retired at this, but he's an old school guy. He probably lived to be ninety or ninety-two or something like that. So in the early nineties, I don't know. He 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 seemed like an older guy and had been around for a long time. Great great Vince Bagley stories. I'll spare you, but he, a radio legend in Baltimore, Maryland, and maybe some of the tri-state. I don't know. Anyway, he got so mad because they let off with a story about the storm coming. The storm is coming, and, you know, they would lead, and they would tease it, and they'd go to commercial. And he would get so pissed off. He'd be like, why, would they, why wouldn't they tell you, like, why wouldn't they tell you the news? Like, a, a big tornado is threatening to come down through the area. Details coming up. And, you know, it was to keep you listening and watching mm-hmm. through the commercials, and it made him mental. And it really planted seeds in me watching this guy who I admired. And, you know, in, in many respects, idolized. And he was quite untraditional, old schooler. Fire burns down warehouse. Details after this. Hated that. And he would tell you. Just old school. I don't know why I'm uh, railing on this stuff. But anyway, uh, I think that generation, you know, has passed us. And it started maybe, people before me could say it was in the 80s. But definitely in the early 90s is when they really started. If it bleeds, it leads. Tease them through the spots. Give them the weather deeper into the into the show, you know, all this sort of stuff. Anyway, I don't know. Well, I I know in the in the twenties one, uh, and I've heard stories of some of these radio stations that are now celebrating their hundredth year of of operating, is that when they got their authorization from the, I think it was Department of Commerce or some whoever it was prior to the FCC that they were limited on what they could broadcast and um you know like financial reports news there was no real entertainment and things and so you know kind of tying back to howard it was i think you know because that was in the 30s there was still probably some kind of where the fcc was driving the content and the decency act and all that other stuff that uh what could be on broadcast and uh but that is as society has changed over the years so has broadcast and uh <clears throat> and it comes into our hobby also i mean look at how we operated uh uh as radio amateurs back in the 30s and the 20s and the 40s to where we are today i mean go to 80 meters and you can you it just just like broadcast radio it's everyone just lets it hang so to speak Ooh. and uh, yep Wait for it. i think you're gonna wear the sorry sherry apparel sorry, like sherry. a scarlet letter so exactly yeah. and um so it's i it's kind of interesting to kind of see how things have changed not just in our hobby but as in you know broadcast radio television and society as a whole i mean we're just a we're just kind of an a part of you know society and uh we're just a little bit of it uh, but uh you know there's a lot of us that want to retain the days of yore but that's not going to happen so yeah. It's getting worse. But, There's so many channels, and they're out competing each other. I mean, this is just—I mean, I guess throw radio in here, but this is the intersection of life and amateur radio. So I appreciate anybody who—if you're living a life and you're rooted in radio, this is the type of show for you. Sorry, we're not talking about diodes at this moment. 
Diodes um, and transistors, flip flops. Oh, yeah. It's all in us, right? Burgers. We're we're more than we're more than that. We should be able to talk about that. But yeah, I I had a thought and then I I quickly lost it. But uh, the fog. Sorry, I just I'm just yeah I'm gonna have to the blame fog. the the fog on that. But anyway, yeah, uh, Orson Welles, who is a uh, Spike mentioned Orson Welles. He did uh, his War of the Worlds was a uh, legendary. I, I have it here on. Uh, vinyl and uh, i mean people actually oh, cool. lost their minds they lost their mm-hmm. minds and you know he he was a hero of mine in terms of he was a broadcaster he did television he did movies he did it all himself and uh, without the help but anyway that's a whole different lesson a whole different show on orson wells and what he did but a uh, straight news reporting has gotten so bad that we've become immune to what we're hearing. And I think that's the biggest problem of it all. In fact, I left NPR here locally after about 10 years because I was afraid I was going to get immune to hearing a roadside bomb kills five in Fallujah. Here's the sports score. You know what I mean? Like, and, but it goes back to bring it all full circles. When I intern with a guy like Vince Bagley, you look him up, he did Baltimore Colts games. He did uh, sports in Baltimore for many, many decades it was seeds planted in me that I just feel like, you know, I have a hard time, you know, with with a lot of what's happening. And I think it was just put, planted in me that that's, that's lame, you know, that's not cool. We're a service to tell people what's going on. If the storm's coming, you should say, look, let's not wait six minutes to tell people. And it was just an old school, I guess I'm dating myself now, but uh, there you go. Anywho. What are your thoughts? If you guys have thoughts, drop it in the uh, the chat. Let us know. We we know what TV news is today. It's a, just a competitive circle of uh, so competitive circle whatever. What it is. It's, it's, that's my thoughts exactly, Steve. It's a, it's a circle ahead, something or another. Go ahead. <laughs> a circle jerk. Go ahead and define that, Scotty. I'm not familiar with that term. <laughs> <laughs> Competitive circle we'll jerk. It sounds fascinating. What happens if the Browns stays at the Browns? Oh, I get at the Browns. It. I got it. <laughs> Just think around the world there, Christian. At the Browns. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> the cleanup crew at the Browns? Got Ooh. it. Oh, that's a tough job. Ooh. That's a tough job. Hey, let's uh, let's tell the good people about our contest. You ready for that, Scotty? Let's talk to uh, the people. We got some things that are actually amateur radio related today to pass <laughs> on to you instead of our, our opinions on uh, uh, brain fog and... <laughs> jizz and getting problems out of the browns and I, a new thing i didn't know about was <laughs> this uh, competitive circle yeah, clean up at aisle oh, five that's the hardware store <laughs> yeah wow oh wow yeah yeah there's Lord, a, is um, <laughs> some uh, oh yeah, amateur radio that's right yes oh yeah, yes there is that. a there is a bunch that's of why we're here. stuff happening there is a um there's a ton of uh Kiso parties going on this weekend. We have uh, the Delaware Kiso party, uh, Indiana Kiso party, New England Kiso parties all happening, and then a, a biggie, the seventh call area Kiso parties are going on this weekend. So that's you know Oregon, Washington, oh, the Montana, yes, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, and of course AK Alaska. Um, so that hmm. is the, uh, the there's a you can go to seven uh, qp dot for uh, some information on the seventh area um, seventh call area QSO party. So that's a lot of states to be able to grab this weekend. 
Uh, we also have the uh, 1010 International um, Spring Contest is still going on. This uh, weekend, it's the CW, their CW version of that. Uh, I think last weekend was their digital version. Um, this weekend, um, uh, the F uh, Florida QSO party is happening, uh, like it's later today. It'll be kicking off. Um, and so that's, uh, that's what I got for a contest lined up for, uh, for the weekend coming up. So, yeah, so May 7th, um, a lot of those QSO parties. So kind of putting them out into the future a little bit. It's not, if I put them out today, then people listening to the podcast on Monday will be like, oh man, I missed all that stuff. So okay, kind cool. Of setting, them up, setting them up for the weekend, uh, for next weekend. Yep. Florida Kiso party today. Roger, Roger. Five, nine. Yep, James lets us know that news is now entertainment, not news reporting. It's true. Uh, another hero of mine is uh, Paul Harvey. And uh, when I was a young fella, um, Vince Bagley actually got me a gig running the board at a really small station in Aberdeen. And they ran... Um, Damn, what did I say? I just lost my, my guy. Who was my guy? Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day. Uh, page two. I loved him. I ran the board for him, and I learned so much just listening to the guy, how he did it. And uh, he would say, like, you know, noise is news, you know. And, and this was this was before he passed away. I have to look up. I think he, I don't know the date of when he passed, but this was all happening. Like, the old school broadcast heroes of mine were very much like, you know, news is noise or the noise is makes news and uh, he wanted to try to dig a little bit deeper so i always appreciated what he what he did but there you go uh steve it is at the that point now oh let me go ahead and uh tell you why oh i wish i could make it even more sexier but you bring ldg into the room baby what you got there girl oh you're gonna tune an antenna all right Ooh, so sexy. Try this one. Family owned and operated. Sorry, LDG, I'm just going to give it to the fog. Uh, family owned and operated. Balance onions. Those meters that we love. The sexy meter up in the uh, shot up here. You can see. I won't cut to it at the moment, but because uh, our listeners can't see that. Uh, they're world-famous tuners. You, you can't look and not see an LDG somewhere around out there in the field, in the shacks. Customer service, second to none. Visit them online, ldgelectronics.com. Everywhere you look, there's an LDG. All right. Great deal. Thank you for those tunes there. All right, what do we want to talk about? Antenna work or my thought of talking about tuners and antennas? I, I don't know it's which direction we're, it's all in there it's all in there i'm thinking about letting the 705 go now big ben uh who actually if you guys listen to an earlier podcast we just released before this one is the yesu ft 4 xr or something like that it's an ht right and ben was on the um the cohort who did it and uh so he sends me a note um uh, I don't know if Ben wants me to talk about this, but anyway, he's, it's all like it's all a fog. It's all coming out. I may send some stuff. I sent Steve I just, a picture of my my Johnson. <clears throat> I, I I can see Ben smirking and and all as, as you're talking. Well, he said like I'll, I'll I think he asked. I think he asked if I had done any editing, and I really don't. Um, when I, I will edit 
the sections of the clips for the 30-day videos, and I'll put those chunks up there, but I'm not in there taking words out. And I, I, You know, you kind of get what you get here, right? So anyway, he said, I can't do his voice, but he's got this great voice, right? But he's got a Southern gentleman type. I can call it Southern, but he's like, I sound like a damn hick. And I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, he, now he don't want, he's like, dude, what the hell? I don't want to talk about it. You, this is what you get. You send me these private messages and not so private. It comes out. It's the, it's the virus. That's <laughs> what you get. I don't, but I don't think that way. So I'm like, you know, I, I appreciate the accents, man. I really do. The differences in people, I really dig it. I got less of a Baltimore accent than say my mom. Because the broadcast people were like, you gotta, if you wanna work outside of this market, you're gonna have to stop saying some of these things. Down you the know. ocean, Hon. Yeah, like the O's, all <laughs> the things the around O. But I still have it in me, right? I still just, I still have it. But I had to kind of move away from that and get myself cognizant of things. But from, I mean, all the way up the East Coast, you would get it. You know, you get Boston, you get New York has its own thing. Philly is very similar to Maryland and Baltimore in a way. Water. They won't they drink the water. So uh, it was it was good going to um, Philadelphia because it was similar but kind of different because you got Jersey mixed in. Jersey's got its own thing. So uh, I always celebrate the accent. Ben, uh, the only thing I can say about Ben is judging is he likes to watch dogs take dumps and i think that's a little different <laughs> but you know i guess i welcome it everybody's welcome here if, but you know somebody said something about making eye contact with a dog <laughs> taking a taking a steamer and you know i'm like oh guys what is this and now there's other people in the discord that are like yeah i want to get me one of those uh yeah and he's like yeah i'll send you the thing but Ben, I celebrate your accent, man. I don't have a, I don't have a thing against it. But he was like, I sound like a damn hick. I'm like, nah, no, nope. no. Nope. He says, you sound nope. like you know, you sound like you. All right, Paul says, I still remember Paul's delivery. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey, and this was the rest of the story. I love it. The story. The rest of the story, I believe, his son has taken over now, and his son does some radio work. In fact, I recently sent his son a, a letter. Just, um, you know, I couldn't meet Paul Harvey, but I did thank him for that. And I hope that they still run his stuff. You can still see it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Plenty of it. It's great. Uh, the one who was a God made a farmer. You know, he was a religious religious man, so that, that did come out through his work. But uh, I think it's called Then God Made a Farmer, and it was yes. put out a couple of uh, years ago for... Oh, what was the big football game they talk about? You know, the one at the end of the year. But uh, and they played the Super that. Bowl. <clears throat> That's it. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it just reminded me. He did many things like that. God made a farmer. Like, go listen to that man. It, there's nothing like that happening in radio today uh, at all, at all. But again, different rant. Uh, to sell the uh, IC705. Yes or no? What do you think, guys? I'm I'm being told Ben was like you should take it to Montana first and then see what you think. And like, uh, it's it may just not be for me, Steve. Have you ever bought a radio and it's just you? Do you think it might not be a good fit for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. I think good. That, that it was. It's like, yeah, I, I think it would be cool. And then it's like, ah, it didn't work out so well. So. 
you know, that's, that's the way it, you know, it works out. Sometimes you kind of like, Hey, this might work. And, and, but then, you know, since you know, circumstances now I'm getting into a little bit of fog circumstances change and uh, it just doesn't play out. So, um, it comes down and I know, you know, now we're, we've been, uh, Don picked up the new 891 radio and, uh, Mm-hmm. So now we're all kind of like, ooh, I might be, I need to, I need I, to throw a, uh, raise <laughs> your hand if you've been following this. Like Don's like, <clears throat> I want to get a Yesu 891, 891. And I didn't think anything of it, man. I'm like, yeah, like that. And then, and then everybody, this might go back to that circle jerk thing you talked about. Discord <laughs> does not have that aspect of it, but in a way, everyone's sort of talking about the 891 and it's like, wow, mm-hmm. like, let me look this thing up. And, you know, I was talked to a few people and now it's like, I want that radio. I'm like, ah, oh, like, like a hole in the head. I need, you know, a, I need the 891. I'm like, I got to have it. I need it. Oh, yeah. Well, I went and looked it up and it was like 639 from HRO. And it's like, damn, that's, you know. It's like, well, maybe I should go order one. I haven't, I haven't ordered one yet. So, see, everyone wants an like, 891. Like, and I, I need just don't, more. I, I got rid of mine. <clears throat> I don't know. I thought about it. I everybody was like, "Yeah, eight ninety one. It's a great portable thing." And I think you give up a lot when you're used to like. I, and Yesu has them. They're behind Steve. You can see his. If you're looking today in the in the chat room, you see the water waterfall, and it it doesn't have some of those features. But I'm looking at it like a possible because I I can't. I'm a watt snob, y'all. I'm a watt. I want hundred watts. I would prefer if it had a tuner, but I understand it can't be that small and not, and you know, if they put it in there, then I'm just carrying around my 7,300, which I'm inclined to do still when I travel to Montana. Good friend of mine said, I, I'd kind of lean into taking the 705, but he doesn't really operate. He listens and that radio sounds great, Steve. The 705 sounds mm-hmm. so good, but I'm like, you know, Five watts, ten watts. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like I feel like I need okay, all those watts. Gonna, I'm going to be an enabler. You okay. can turn down the eight ninety one to five watts if you want to run five watts. Mm, see how it works <laughs> around turn, here. If you want how to, it is, we we enable. We just yeah. Just you're also the guy that told me to keep the seven oh five. Keep it. Throw it in the corner. And guess it, where it is? It. It's over in the corner. <laughs> it's over in the, it's over in the corner. <laughs> I got a bag. It's been used one time. It is an excellent radio. It's an excellent radio, and it sounds great. And it was one of those things that I, I think I got it, and I fell into this trap. And maybe this is the discussion that they can let us know. It, did you Have you ever fallen into this trap, this popularity trap? This was a new radio. Everybody had to have one. All the cool kids, had, all the people were just talking about it. And for some reason, I decide I need to have the 705 and i knew going into this because we had talked about it it didn't have a tuner and i think you and i I, i'm just trying to remember i could be completely lying right now but i believe we talked about like i may wait for the next iteration of this the one that has the tuner because a lot of people were like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have the tuner it should have a tuner in it i mean it's you know and it didn't and a lot of people still went and got it well here i go and I just looked at the and retail then, and I'm like, holy hell, it's a 1300 and change radio that I got sitting in the corner and somebody could use this thing. You know, mm-hmm. I've updated it because it's a software defined rig. 
I, I did the update on it. I went and took it out in the field. I used it. I made some contacts on the East Coast. May even work New Mexico. And I was like, okay. Like, it works. It's a, it, and it sounds so good. But I don't know that it fits me. And I'm, I'm at the point where I can't give it away. I can't take a bath on it because, it, you know, money is money. But um, I think there's just other people that could probably use it. So I, I'm, I think I'm willing to let it go, Steve. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah. No, if you if you're not using it, then then it's time to to move on and go from there. And it's uh, it was it's a great little radio. It's basically a you know seventy three hundred in a little box and just uh, runs five ten watts and uh, well, away you go. And uh, yeah, it doesn't have a tuner like the eight ninety one. And uh, but eventually, Icom came out with a the uh, companion tuner for it, uh, but it was, it's a pretty pricey little, a pricey little endeavor for that little tuner and uh, wide range tuner. So it works really well. So yeah, exactly. James, it's you know, 705 mm-hmm. is the QRP 7,300. And um, so I think um, <clears throat> a lot of it, a lot of people got it uh, that are not, you know, QRPers more or less, uh, because of the popularity of the 7,300, the familiarity. I mean, it's now you can take a, this radio that you have in your shack and you're familiar with and all the, the features and controls. And now you have it in a little portable unit. And it was, it's a brilliant move from ICOM's point of view. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, in your case, it's like, well, I've only used it once and, and, uh, you know, you're like me, kind of a watt snob. And, uh, and I look at it, well, I can always turn down a hundred watt radio to, uh, to go down to, you know, 10 watts, five watts and operate QRP. But with a little small radio, like the, uh, 705 or the G20, the Zygus or, you know, or the <clears throat> 807, I think was the, uh, the Yesu five watt radio. Uh, you can't get beyond that. So, and not to, you know, bag on the uh, QRP operators. It's, it's just not my style. I, I, I need that triple digits of uh, RF, but that's me. Crank up the radio. Go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, what baby. do you want to say about that? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the same <coughs> boat. I have a hard, Sorry. hard enough time being heard um, at hundred Watts or a hundred and, 30 or 40 watts if i'm running the uh the boat anchor over here um but yeah the 891 it's a great it was great radio and i got it because i was i had just gotten into poda and i was like yeah and everyone's running the 891 and it's a great rig and and so i saved up uh, and, and picked one up and i took it out on a couple activations and yeah it was it's, it is a great rig i even ran it in my car for a little while um and realized that uh, hf mobile wasn't really it wasn't really my thing um i have the vhf and uhf in the car but um, I have, um, as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I have a, an old FT450D that was my first HF rig, and I love love it to death. And it's you know it's not the smallest radio, but it's not super large either. And it, it's 100 watts. It's got a little built-in tuner, and I have it mounted in a in a, in a four rack space um, um, kind of rack bag thing that I used to use for mic preamps when I was doing remote recording. And I have a little uh, MFJ. Uh, tuner in there, um, as well as uh, a Kenwood uh, uh, TM281, um, and it's all kind of nice and self-contained. And I got a little uh, Anderson power pole uh, fuse block in the back, and and so when I go out, if I go camping, I would just grab that, and um, and I take the 891 with me, and but it would just stay in the 
stay in the box and I just set up my 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 451 in the in the case and I have a little LED light strip that I put in the top of the front opening and uh that was just just my go-to and after after a couple years of the 891 just kind of kind of sitting on the sidelines and I was like yeah I'm this uh going to let it go so not not anything wrong with the 891 it's fantastic it's just for me it just wasn't for me so. you had an abundance of good like that's the thing you have a when I'm around my place, I can take the 703 out. I can throw it in the back of the truck. If I'm flying anywhere, now that we're all flying again a little bit more and we're getting around, I'm thinking like, okay, it's not insurmountable to take the 703, uh, 703, the 7300. Um, it's just heavier. There's a, you know, a little bit. And I want to take it because it has the tuner in there. And I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, like there's another option out there. So if you're interested in the 705, I would consider it, you know, uh, just drop me a line if you're interested in that. I know supplies, I, you know, I got to have Paul be, uh, be my agent there. He says it holds 90% of its resale value and the supply problems persist. I'm like, there's my agent right there. Um, if you're interested in that, QRP is your thing. I, I would think that's something. Um, anyway, one of the coolest radios I've seen Steve pull out is when we went out and did... Um, Tune up or fallout, like it's last year, and he was out. Fallout, yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, this radio's got a built-in power supply, and I don't know what is it, two hundred watts out or some crazy thing. I don't know what that was. Hundred watts, hundred watts, watts out, built-in power supply, mm -hmm. sexy as hell." And I was like, "Oh, is that it? Let me see if I can pull you up there Ooh, right now." He brought that monster out, and I was like, "Ooh, what is that?" So for the ones that are listening on the audio, it's the Yaesu FT one thousand MP. So it's the it's a big radio, and uh, yeah, took it out. It's uh, it was one of those that it was hmm, has a built-in power supply. All I got to do, I got I'm already dragging you know an extension cord for power. So it's like I don't need to deal with the power supply. I just plug it into the power strip and off I go. Right. And uh, that's what I ended up using as a uh, set up a table outside the shop here and uh, set up a uh, off center fed dipole between the towers and uh, went to town. And uh, awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was different. It was it wasn't your uh, 891, which is this little itty bitty tiny thing. This was a mm -hmm. full on big monster dual receive uh, FT 1000 took up a lot of space on the table. I don't know. James is asking me what totally the price on this. I, I, looking at it, it's not retail because I've owned it. And it's it's sat here a for a while. Um, it's in the backpack. I think I got rid of the box because I thought the box was pretty tacky. I have all the boxes for every radio I have, including the Drake TR7. But the box for the uh, 705 was, uh, I don't know, it, it was just a little different. And then I had the backpack for it. And so it's just kind of sitting in the in the deal but they they retail which i was a little surprised that they're still that high because you could get you know a 7300 within that range it's like 1350 1325 dx engineering giga parts i don't know i would i would consider reasonable something reasonable it, it doesn't need to be that but it, it i don't want to take a bath the bag on it's a couple under hundo so you know anything that's reasonable i would i would listen to anyway I'm not pressed. Steve was like, just put it in the corner. Okay. Just do this. <laughs> All right. Oh, there you go. 
You ready to take some questions, uh, Steve? We got some questions that came yeah. in that we could talk about, and uh, Scotty is following the progress of the chat. If you have a question, put a cue in front of it. And remember, if you're listening to the podcast after the live recording, you're always welcome to come here. You may want to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You're already a subscriber to the podcast, but click the notification bell on YouTube, and that lets you know. But generally speaking, 9 o'clock Central... We do the live recording, and you're welcome to come and hang out in the chat. And then you can ask your questions there, too. Email works. It's, it's all good. It all finds its way back uh, home. All right. Hopefully this isn't going to cover up Scotty's face, but if it does, here we go. First question. A whip is a wire, yes? Jim wants to know. A whip is a wire, Right. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, oh. Sherry. No, let me... I was waiting for that. Me, let, beat me, make me feel cheap. <laughs> let, let me explain. Oh, jeez. Uh, we're going off the rails already with the first question. Now, I remember Dr. Bob once saying that it's all a wire, even like the aluminum, <laughs> you know, that you got up there is, is a wire. And I never really understood that. So I kind of feel where Jim's coming from. A whip, I've always kind of equated to like a mobile thing, like a mobile antenna. What's the difference here, Steve? Uh, a whip could be, you know, just uh, which was common for many, many years was a, you know, 100-inch whip antenna that was, uh, you know, stainless steel rod um, that was used uh, in the 11-meter band and uh, and used here and in, in, you know, amateur radio also so as far as rf is concerned whip wire aluminum whatever conductor it is it's what it is it's going to just radiate off of it uh um some will be a little more efficient than others but uh for the most part um electrically they're the same physically they're not yeah so um <clears throat> typically a whip uh, you it will be able to be self-supporting and uh, stand up on its own, uh, where a <laughs> a wire will kind of get floppy, and uh, it won't be able to stand up on its own. So, I mean, for the <laughs> you'll be in there Monday. Okay, Sherry, I, I, there. I, I can't yeah, form just... the sentences to get you out of this one. <laughs> yeah, Sherry, I'll be there. Um, so, uh, but as far as RF is concerned, and. Uh, uh, for operating on the radio, they're essentially electrically the same. Physically, they're different. Okay. Ben says it's, it's a stiffy. stiffy. It's a stiffy. Yep. The, the whip is a stiffy. See, this is why we have Ben here. We got that that redneck common sense. I love it. <laughs> That's culturally in, inappropriate, I think. It, but I guess <laughs> if he proud. says it, call for your what is it? Cultural appropriation is Ben. You've got a you've got a case actually. You got a case now. Uh, <laughs> take it to HR. <laughs> Steve, you've been culturally appropriating the Southern folks. Uh, uh, David has actually been me. called in for a uh, a piss test. Uh, whip me, beat me, make me write bad checks. Bad checks is uh, what mm -hmm. David says. We know he's in. Colorado and is a uh, gummy bear enthusiast. Uh, so with there you go. And uh, there's a question from Paul here. It's a real question. A hot dog is a sandwich, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope here, Paul. 
Go ahead, Steve. Talk about the buns. We're going in anyway. <laughs> I'm going there. <laughs> oh, Lord. This is why I do this. This is why I do this. Is I get a good laugh here. Uh, good morning, Bruce. All right, another question. If you have a question and you're here visiting with us in the live stream, put a cue in front of it, and we'll try to get through those as we're uh, heading through the show today. Another question. Sorry, Scotty. I'm using 100 watts with a dipole in the attic. I can't get out of North America. Any suggestion on how to improve my setup so I can work international stations? That one's from Lee. Hmm. Well, you st- if you are uh, got the dipole in the attic, there's, I mean... Ideally, getting more height, um, you know, getting it up, uh, it will uh, will help. Uh, but um, you're just going to have to wait for the uh, bands to improve. And so, what bands are you operating right now? Um, once uh, the upper bands, like 15 and above, start to uh, come into play, then uh, maybe you'll be able to operate uh, more international. I'm just kind of thinking just with the angle of the dangle or your takeoff angle uh, based on 40 meters or, or lower is going to be uh, a little more local NVIS. So. <laughs> New t-shirt coming your way. It has something to do with, let's see here. 100 your watts on a wire. The angle of your takeoff angle. New, takeoff. Uh, <laughs> new shirt coming your way. Something about your takeoff angle. We'll be working on that one. Uh, your takeoff <laughs> angle. It only sounds dirty. I like it. When, 100 oh, watts and a wire. Thank you, Earl. News. Thank you, Earl. There you go. So yeah, more or less, it's um, your your setup is acting more NVIS. So um, and thanks, Patrick, in the uh, in the chat uh, mentioning that. But uh, as you go higher in frequency, your antenna is going to be more efficient for lower angle uh, takeoff radiation, and uh, you should be able to work some international stations here soon. I've got a question so in the chat, and this trying. this should. Uh, Encourage you to go ahead and send questions. We take life. It's it's life and amateur radio. We're dealing with everything here, as you can see before you. James asks, has anyone thought about using conductive paint on PVC pipe for SCARP antenna? I've heard people you talk about using conductive paint, uh, <clears throat> but I, I, I don't know. Is there paint it's... that you shouldn't use on your antennas? Because I remember... You know, with the hex beam, I it was very gray, and the maker said, "You know, it'll it'll blend in with the sky." And I'm like, "Ooh, I'm gonna need like." So I wanted to paint mine black, and there was some sort of paint that I was advised not to use. Is there a paint not to use? Yeah, mainly on like you know. So if you have a dual band vertical antenna, like a diamond or comet, uh, you know, the white fiberglass, and some people want to paint it to kind of disguise it. Uh, or blend it in in the background and uh so there's um uh paints that you really don't want to use because there's metal in it and uh it will have an effect on the uh on the antenna so yeah you have to you have to find the right paint so as far as on the spreaders for for the hex uh i I don't think that would be that big of a problem but it could be maybe someone has tried it and had adverse effects but I I haven't researched any of that. Okay. 
All right, another question that came in throughout the week. What is the proper way to get into a conversation with those who are who are already in a CUSO? John wants to know, what's the proper way to get into a conversation with those who are already in a CUSO? If you're new to amateur radio, CUSO is Q-speak for a conversation. You'll hear that on the air. There's a, a bunch of these terms. But he's asking an etiquette question here, and I think that's a very good question. That is a good question. Um, myself, personally, if I want to get into a conversation, um, I usually just kind of in when the, in between the two stations, I'll just throw my call sign out, just and that's it. Whether they recognize it or not, um, some will use break, but uh, I think the more eloquent way of doing it is just put your call sign in there and wait to be recognized by the uh, – by the, the other party. And if you're not recognized, don't, don't worry about it too much because there are guys that they just want to talk amongst themselves and they don't want to have anybody else because, uh, they, they're kind of on a roll going back and forth. They got a, a rhythm going back and forth and they don't want to be interrupted by an outsider. So don't take it personal just, but for the most part, most people will, will recognize you if you just uh, uh, throw um, your call sign. I've heard others, and it's happened to me many times, uh, people will say comment, and uh, that's that's another way, or uh, Paul brought up contact. But uh, I found for me, uh, I just always put out my call sign and then wait for them to <clears throat> the, to recognize it and then, and then go from there. It's... Uh, I break is some people kind of get a little get they get their panties and wadded up when they hear the word break. So I avoid that uh, contact uh, um, comment or you know I I just go my call sign. One hundred watts and a wire news. We have a report coming in from Todd that says ISS is overhead, Scotty. Let's go to Scotty's control room and. And see what we can hear. It, it is actually. I had to turn. I heard. I had to turn my radio down. I just happened to have it. There it is. It's sinking. Sounds like Phil for a second. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. That's ISS. Thanks for the heads up, Todd. Breaking news there. Chris has a question. Which lightning arresters do y'all prefer? Alpha Delta or Poly Chaser? I'm not familiar with that one. I like the Alpha Delta because you can replace the gas discharge tube. He's Whiskey 5, Charlie United, Yankee. Any thoughts on that, Steve? Um, Poly Phasers. For, for me, but that's more of a commercial uh, product. Okay. Paul also reminds us that break equals emergency, possibly. Mm-hmm. So uh, saying break may, may it, mean something typically different. Typically, it was like the convention was break, break was an emergency, break was urgent. and uh, <clears throat> But in the, uh, in the public safety realm that I participate in, we use break as a... To, 
break the message so and and redirect it so we'll make a tra make a transmission to one unit and then uh, or acknowledging them then i'll say break and then direct my transmission to dispatch or another unit and then so we use that in that realm message handling break is used to signify the end of a message and then the start of or a sentence and start another one so there, there's a lot of different connotations on on break so i avoid it <clears throat> as far as trying to join a conversation and you know going back to where i just throw out my call sign question for scotty we can give this one to scotty uh paul wants to know what frequency is iss yeah i saw that i was just typing it in um the uplink is on uh, vhf uh, 145.990 and the downlink which is what we were listening to on my uhf rig uhf uh, 437.800 i think the pl tone is 100 hertz for uh, both up and down um but yep 145.990 on to get to it and 437.800 to uh, have a listen as it's flying by all right, we should uh, go over to our special events in HamFest. We can still answer some questions. Open forum type now. Just put a cue in front of it. You can ask anything. We've had questions about hot dogs and buns and putting uh, hot dogs between buns. And is that sandwich? Uh, there's a question about a circle stiffy, jerks. A limpy. A limpy, you know, a stiffy. Uh, yeah. You know, the whole thing about the cleanup at the brown. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's... Just put a cue in front of it, then we can pull it. And, uh, it doesn't matter. Like I did, when I said pull it, I didn't mean, you know, <laughs> like now. You know what I mean? Put a cue in front of it, no matter what, and uh, we'll try to uh, take care of it as fast as we can. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's go into the special events and ham fest that are happening this weekend. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch. I just pulled a couple for the show. We have uh, the Warminster um, Amateur Radio Club um, in Bristol, Pennsylvania. It's got there uh, on May 1st. That's uh, tomorrow. Got their... Um, ham fest happening next weekend just give a little heads up uh southwest idaho radio swap meet uh and meridian idaho is having their uh their uh, big uh, uh shindig um also may 7th uh, the, the cochise amateur radio clubs having their ham fest in sierra vista arizona so that'll be kind of cool and then there's a uh, a special event station operating may 7th uh 9th and 10th um whiskey seven Gulf will be celebrating National Train Day. It uh, it uh, commemorates the driving of the Golden Spike in Promontory, Utah, marking the completion of the first transcontinental railroad in the U.S. So that'd be a fun uh, special event station. Uh, nice. Starting up on the seventh. So that's what uh, that's what I pulled together for today's episode. Uh, wonderful. And that portion of the program is brought to you by Uncle Paul's Pickled Nuts. Too big for your average mason jar. Get them by the barrel. Visit Uncle Paul's Pickled Nuts, only sold in, what's it, uh, what's the town he's in? New Jersey. Uh, Tom's, Tom's River, New Jersey. Tom's River, New Jersey. Barreled in Tom's, uh, barreled and sold in Tom's River, New Jersey. Dot com. While they're hot. So that's, that's the complete URL. Uncle Paul's pickled nuts sold exclusively in Tom's River, New Jersey. Then what was it? Barreled in Freehold and distributed by PastorJoe.com. So hopefully you got that. <laughs> Forward slash barrel strength. <laughs> so thank you uh, for that. All right. I thought I saw another question come in. Uh, does anyone miss the blue light specials at Kmart? 
<laughs> I remember that as a kid. I remember those uh, growing up on the East Coast. They would have like Ginsu knives. And my Ginsu. mother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, Ginsu knives. They had a serrated. Like cans and then tomatoes. They had a serrated and a tip. Oh. <laughs> what well, had this? Oh. <laughs> I don't even don't even describe the tip. Okay, we can't talk about the tip. Ginsu's they would cut through knife uh, cans and stuff like that, and the tip had like a V. It, it had like a V tip, and then the serration. It would cut everything. It was the blue light special. Yeah, thanks for that memory. That one actually hurt. Ginsu knives. That was fun. And it would draw a crowd. Greg says, you know, whenever I heard blue light special. Uh, you knew to stay away from that area. <laughs> yeah. Too crowded and crazy. Yeah, it was when you would get abducted. That's what my mother would say. You go over there and somebody would disappear under the thing. And I, okay, I'll stay away from that. Crushed, son. Yeah, Kmart. <laughs> Kmart had them, and so did uh, you guys. I don't know. You wouldn't know. We had a place called Two Guys. <clears throat> you you might not have heard of Two Guys. It could have only been one, but they also had a blue light <laughs> special. They were they were trying to. Uh, <laughs> Two guys. <laughs> the two guys blue light special was something I probably shouldn't have brought up. Oh Lord, I'm telling you, it's this, it's the virus has got me. Um, but yeah, it was a real blame it on the fog. Blame it on the fog, man. Gotta blame it on something. Okay, let's see. Anybody have any more questions? We got up to an hour. Uh, you guys have been very patient with me and this voice and this crazy team that we have here. Um, if there's any more questions, go ahead and drop them in. But want to remind you about Sunday evenings. We have our HF net. I don't know that I can call uh, for an hour. We probably will have an audible um, because my focus is just crap right now. And it's getting better. I think it'll be better, but I may not be able to uh, put out that energy. We'll do the live stream and we'll just, we'll, we'll kind of see how we'll adjust. But Keep an eye on the socials, 7 o'clock Central Time. No matter how we go, we start on 20, we start on 40. The top of that first hour, Steve may decide to move over. <laughs> See, I got a little, say too many words. But uh, yeah, so that's still going to happen, and we'll be in the stream and we'll hang out because it is fun to kind of, you know, end the week with friends. There's a lot of camaraderie there, and, and we hang out and sort of close out the week together, and you're all invited and we're in the stream. You get the best of both worlds. You can hang out. If you can't be near your radio, you're near the chat here in the stream. If you're by your radio, you can uh, make contact uh, with the team and all that sort of stuff. So that's that. What else did I miss? Oh, Facebook is still going, quite active. 14,400, I noticed today, because Uncle Paul likes to um, have those numbers. He shares those numbers on the net. Uh, so that's doing quite well. Over 600 on Discord. It's a friendly group. And oh, some feedback I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, from our conversation last week, we talked about club um, participation, you know. And, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of see the same things in the social media, too. Even the biggest of YouTubers, right? They may have uh, 50,000 or 80 or 100, 200, a million. The, still, there's a percentage of the people who are engaged in what they're doing. And it's, it mm -hmm. seems to be similar with our clubs. And, and, you know, we weren't, people were writing, we're like, man, I thought I was the only one. I got a couple of messages. Uh, Jocelyn, who's in um, uh, Ohio, wrote, and he thought he was the only one, you know, and I won't go into detail about what he said, but I think it is something that is 
like Steve said and, and Scotty said last week, it goes across platforms, across different clubs. The Weaving Basket Weavers Guild probably has the same amount of people doing that amount of work. But um, nice feedback uh, from that one. Nice, good. So yeah, I don't know. No, that's that's been something that's been going on for you know quite some time, and it, uh, it it's just like you know, like we said last week, it's not just clubs; it kind of spreads all over with everything, and uh, it's uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, the way I kind of accept it. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to have more people participate and be part of it, and and you know, get in there and work. But it's just you know, everyone's has you know, different challenges in their lives. And uh, so some can't participate. Others, they don't want to, but they want to be, you know, participate financially as far as paying dues for the club. And and uh, there's also others that, you know, they want to have that as a, you know, a sign of, well, I'm a member of this club, this club, this club. And it's like, well, do you do anything with them? No. But, uh, you know, it's... You know, we we do what we do, and we we're motivated by you know our individual needs. So it's uh, it, it was a good discussion, and uh, it yeah, it, it's tough. So yeah, typically ten percent is what's doing the work of of any organization. Well, it, doing it, the majority of. I it. think it crosses over. It, it came. Uh, I mentioned it, or I mentioned. It. I saw Paul mention it. And he, he was interested in finding out how the bands were going and what contacts people were. He was mixing it up, which is cool. You know, he's engaging. He's asking people. And, and you know, even among 600 or 50 or whatever it is, you know, his the tone of his post was kind of like, come on, guys, like, let's talk about what you're doing. You know, there's so many people in here. But I yeah. think that's a good representation of how things are when we put questions out on Facebook. Okay, you got 14,000 in change, right? 14,4. Well, I might get 100 answers tops. Like, that's a good that's a good amount of feedback. So That's a good response. Yeah, and we, we use it and we get in and we dig into all those comments. They're important. So the, the, my point is the engagement in anything, you know, whether it's social media or if it's a whatever, seems to be that you're only dealing with a certain amount of people who are, you know, ready to kind of, to mix it up. I find, like putting a question out there like, you know, the hot dog in the sandwich type thing, it cracks the ice for people, <laughs> you know. Other people will start to to ask questions, um, like Spike. Spike's got one. Let's see. I, I don't know if I can read all that. What does that question say, Scotty? I, I get I get fogged out. You see uh, that? Spike's asking, uh, under the current call sign assignment system in the U.S., how many potential U.S. amateur call signs are are tied for being the longest to send on CW. Oh, he gave, his, this, uh, he gave his own answer. It looks like. Oh, was this like a trivia thing? Oh, 100, 162. <laughs> I'm glad he had the answer. Cause I didn't, I didn't yeah, know. I didn't know. I didn't know that. All right. Well, but hang I, on. I, I know. Go to the a, Google. <clears throat> I, I know there's a CW weight, uh, that, uh, is a can kind of be assigned to your call sign. And it just has, happens. It's a CW thing. So, but um, I think what is it? N five EE would be probably the the shortest because uh, on the weight wise. Hmm. But uh, one hundred and sixty two. Wow, <laughs> nice one there, Spike. All right. If there's no further questions for today, I guess we got you buttoned up, and we'll um, 
we'll let you guys go. Thank you for adjusting uh, for us and putting up with this voice that I've got and all that and your well wishes and all that. Stay safe, of course. Did we forget any? Uh, we forget anything, Steve, Scotty? What would we? We make yeah, it. I think we covered. I think we made it. We made it to the finish line. Oh, thank despite goodness. this, despite driving in the fog. Driving in the fog. Woo! Yeah. All right. We made. It. <laughs> 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 yeah. You get a Ric Flair. We actually did it. We almost stuck the land <laughs> landing too. Pardon me. Sorry about that. All right, guys. Take care of yourselves and each other as best that you can. And remember, news uh, noise is news, according to Paul Harvey. And we want to mm-hmm. try by all means to try to stay above noise. 73, guys, we'll see you guys next time, and uh, hopefully we'll get you into the check-ins. Do you guys want to do a little overtime or no? No? I'm up for it. If you're, if you're feeling up to it, Christian, I'm, I'm always, right, I'm always we'll, down to hang. All right. We'll, uh, we'll break away from the uh, listeners here and give uh, the folks that were able to stop by a little bit of a little extra sauce. Remember, you're, you're welcome always. Uh, our listeners are the uh, lifeblood of the show. It's been a podcast since the beginning. This is an interesting way to kind of get you engaged through the live stream. We can get get you into the show and and hear what's going on in your life as well. So that's fun. It does not live on YouTube. It's just the vehicle for recording it. So 7-3, thanks for everybody who did come by, and thanks for you guys who listened. Uh, We'll catch you next time. 7-3, everyone. 7-3. Oh, I like that. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.